1: Alina and I had something profound in common, and that is we both assumed the gun was empty. Sean Reimer, 9 till 11, News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Whoa. Wow. Six minutes after 9 on News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. That was Alec last night with George. And if there was any doubt in anyone's minds... That Alec Baldwin is a true jackass. He <laughs> swept those doubts away yesterday or last night. I mean, I—I'll be honest with you. I, I didn't sit and watch it. Uh I figured I'd catch the highlights. I didn't want to keep my lunch down, you know. I didn't really want to give uh, ABC the uh, rating for it either to have it on my TV. I just uh, the, seeing the pre, the promo yesterday <coughs> was barfy enough, and so I, I, you know, I got this morning. I watched some of the highlights. And it's all about him, man. I, I can't imagine, uh, what, uh, y- you know, the cinema, Helena Hutchins, what her fr- friends and family must have thought if they happened to, for some bizarre reason, watch that last night. Um, he, pre- Chris, right? He practically blamed her. He basically did blame her. He said, she was instructing me. Where to point the gun. And the hammer was cocked and it went off. <laughs> uh, he said the gun wasn't meant to be fired in that angle. She said, he said uh, she was guiding him on where to point the gun. I didn't pull the trigger. The gun was supposed to be empty. Uh, he did not know uh, she'd been shot for about 45 minutes after the whole thing was over and uh as best as I can tell uh you know it was all about him. it was all about him, you know he cried, he was in dark lighting uh he said he had no idea how the, how the bullet got in the gun and uh at one point Stephanopoulos brings up George Clooney who after the incident said you know he he checks every gun on well, with it, he checks every gun himself on set. So he has a weapon in his hand, and if they hand him a weapon, he checks it. And it, almost kind of in a snotty reply, Baldwin says, if your protocol is you're checking the gun every time, well, good for you. I probably handled weapons as much as any other actor in film. God. Someone is responsible for what happened. It's not me. Honest to God, if I felt I was responsible, I might have killed myself. If I thought I was responsible, and I don't say that lightly. Well, you, you can still be good on that promise there, Alec, if you're up for it. I mean, you, what, a, what a schmuck.
2: He's an Eve for every season, not just the summer. He is.
1: <laughs> yes. You know, he's not just a douche. you got to use a capital D on that one. I mean, that guy what a piece of crap he is what an absolute piece of crap he is uh and uh and then he starts going on uh about how you know he doesn't know if he's going to work in movies anyway he's supposed to start filming something in a few weeks and uh and let's see you know uh he's wondering if he if he should do it or not, you know, and he said to to the new director he, he said you know um if you don't want me in this thing that's okay <laughs> hey well, they asked him uh if uh they were cutting corners on the budget, he said Spielberg wants to save money, Tom Cruise wants to save money, but essentially well you get the you get the point right i mean it, it, that was, it was all about him. It was all about him. And to make matters worse, as if it could, I mean, I can't believe anyone thought that was a good idea for him. I cannot believe his lawyer thought that was a good idea. I cannot believe his wife thought that was a good, I don't know who thought that was a good idea. You know, you know what I mean? And to make matters worse, okay, after the interview, his wife, who you know is famous for a fake accent, uh, uh, claiming she's Hispanic and she's not. She's from, like from, she's from the northeast somewhere. I don't know. Hilaria, She tweeted uh, something about you know, you know. Well, we'll we'll get through this together, baby. And so again, if, right, Don Moore. If the if the interview itself did not. Prove to you beyond a shadow of a doubt that this man is a complete jackass. This is what he tweets about his wife. No matter what happens to me, no matter what I suffer, if I win or lose anything, anything, no one can take away from me the joy and love you have given me, Hilaria. The world is choked with fumes of hate, but you have given me a reason to live. Our life with our family is all I care about. Nothing else. I owe that to you.
3: You know, I, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't watch the the interview as it. I all. didn't either. Um, you know, I wasn't all that interested to be, as, from a personal standpoint.
1: Uh, I, me too. You know,
3: um, but when I came in this morning and started reading some of the accounts, I'm like, okay, now I have to go back and because I prefer to read verbatim what right, was said. Right. Right. Um, because I can do it at my own speed, pretty much. Sure. Uh, so I, I go back and I'm, I'm looking at some of this, and I, you know, I can't help but think that the magnitude of what has happened on that woman's family is beyond him.
1: It and must he, be,
3: and it's more about what how it impacts him. It's all about him, you know. And and it's like you know, this is a woman, a, a beautiful young woman, had her whole life and career ahead yeah. of her, and now she's gone. You know, and 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 I'm I'm not saying that he he meant to do that. it. Right. There was right. no way that he meant for this to happen. I don't believe he meant Not to at do all, it. But yeah. No. Um, but you know, it's like, man, dude, this is a young woman who's no longer here because there was some negligence somewhere. You were the last one holding the weapon that killed her. Right. You know, and so you have to own up to some to have some responsibility here.
1: And he took no responsibility for
3: None. it. None.
1: It's it's so nauseating and and gushing about his family.
3: Right. You know, what about her family? Well, man? And that's the thing, you know? And it was My like, it, 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 it just gave him the opportunity to just be Alec Baldwin again, you know? And it was, and it was like, I really wanted, I would rather hear from her family. Yeah. Put her family in there with George Stephanopoulos. Yeah. Ask them how they feel. I don't give a crap about how Alec Baldwin feels. I don't those, either, man. You know, because it's apparent that it's just, you know, well, you know. Just another day at the office, you know? I, mean, I guess. I, you know, he you know, is such a puke. It, it, he is a horrible human being, man. Yeah, it just I, it, it didn't. If, if he has any feelings of remorse, it didn't show. No. Uh, you know, the, And that was a full hour, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, the crying, perhaps he was just exhausted from the questions. I have no <laughs> idea. But uh, I, I didn't buy it. You know, no, uh, I didn't either. You know, you see the pictures of of after of the after. What did he say? He didn't realize for forty five minutes or something. Yes. How, how that, do you? Po-
1: how does that possible?
3: Yeah. She was gushing blood. I mean, other crew you members know, have said. Yeah. Her blood was spurting all over my shirt. No, I've never been shot. Thank God. But I'm. Right. I, I can I honestly say that you know, from from what I've seen in the past. That someone getting shot and someone getting stung by a bee are two completely different things. You know, I mean, she grabs herself. She's in pain. Obviously, she wasn't stung by a hornet or something like that. Uh Well, then he turns and says, I'll be in my trailer. Yeah, probably. probably. He didn't know for 45 minutes he'd been shot. It's crazy.
1: And he said, oh, I I thought she fainted. Yeah. What a jerk, man. I, I, I I cannot believe that there's i mean hollywood is a pretty screwed up place i mean that that community is you know in many ways uh you know uh, from a psychological standpoint it can be a little messed up you know right. when you're dealing with egos uh the egos of a list actors and stuff i can't believe there's anybody in in hollywood that thinks this guy is anything but a piece of crap right now mm-hmm. right. especially given how many people she had worked with mm-hmm and and i know a guy that i got to know a guy who because of this because, that she, that worked with her but didn't and a, just said she was an amazing person
3: but didn't a part of you and may, and maybe chris as well didn't a part of you know that the first opportunity he had to present his side of the story in this manner that this was going to happen of course it, you knew it oh, you yeah. knew it was going to happen it, you know, it, 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 it was no surprise, especially him. You know what yeah. I mean? If it, I, you know, you could name a half dozen other actors who are, you know, you can you, pick one, and they would probably show some level of remorse. Oh, Brad Pitt, it, it, exactly. Uh, George
1: Clooney. Uh, you know, I, I can't. I can think of all kinds of mm-hmm. actors. Tom Hanks,
3: right. You know, you know uh, I, Tom Hanks would probably hire a private investigator with his own money right. to come and get to the bottom of all of this, you know. I, I don't know if that's legally possible, but right. you know, that's that's the level of responsibility he would have. But this guy just had none. I can't think of anybody else who's more desperate to
2: craft a perception of themselves that's actually more contrary to reality.
1: <laughs> right. Alec Baldwin, you are a jackass, man. You are a true jackass. Oh, i got to take a break. <laughs> on that note, right? coming up, a woman tries to breastfeed a
3: cat. Oh, my God, you're going back to that again. 210 599
1: 5555. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. This is Dave Ramsey. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year from all of us at News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. And we're back, News stock 550, KTSA, FM 107. I'm, I'm Sean. It's 23 minutes after 9. If you suffered through the Alec Baldwin interview, give us a call, 210-599-5555. So we have a woman on a Delta Airlines flight who was caught breastfeeding her pet cat. Let me just let that sink in for a second. Sink in. <laughs> I'm hoping you'll latch on to the story. A woman on a Delta Airlines plane was reportedly caught breastfeeding her pet cat mid flight and refused to stop. us from Newsweek. She's going from it was a a flight from Syracuse to Atlanta. Um and there's a there's an image of what is called a Aircraft Communications Addressing and Reporting System. Pilots use the system to transmit text-based messages to the ground. <laughs> Passenger in 13A is breastfeeding a cat and will not put cat back in its carrier when uh, F.A. requested. <laughs> um, Flight Attendant... Uh, Ainsley Elizabeth did a TikTok video. Oh, and it was a hairless cat. It was one of them hairless cats. Don Morgan, you like hairless cats? <laughs> I'm just saying. Why, well, See, what are you looking all ashamed for? We both like cats. We're both, Chris doesn't like any cats because he's allergic to them. What, he just disappeared on me with a red head, with his head turning red. We're both cat lovers. I just asked you if you liked Hairless cats, is that something you, you would want to have? And you're looking at me like I did something wrong. I did not do anything wrong. Chris is nodding his head. I say, I don't want a hairless cat. I, I don't. I don't want, I, don't, I, don't, I think they're gross. I think they're weird looking. I'm just saying. I, what are you guys looking They're not even going on the earth because they're disgusted. It's a hairless cat, man. That's what the damn thing is. She's breastfeeding a hairless cat on an airplane. Oh, my God. What the hell? They're, they're looking at me like they're disgusted by me. She, The woman, look, this is the, 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 the flight attendant. This woman had one of those, like, hairless cats.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Swaddled up in a blanket so it looked like a baby. We don't have to keep referring to the breed of cat. Why? We know. That's what it is. We, uh, we can just say it was a cat. Oh, my God. It's part of the news story, man. Okay.
1: This woman had one of those hairless cats swallowed up in a blanket so it looked like a baby. <laughs> Her shirt was up, and she was trying to get the cat to latch. Oh, no. And she wouldn't put the cat back in the carrier, and the cat was screaming for its life.
2: The hairless cat's shirt was up?
1: No.
3: <laughs> yeah, they had to put a little shirt on it.
1: So it the hairless cat is a hairless cat. It ain't got you nothing know, on it. You didn't it. say it was a shirtless cat. Why would a cat have a shirt?
2: <laughs> well, why doesn't it have hair? Jesus.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good being on the air here uh, at KTSA for all these many years. I'm just saying. Sorry. for <laughs> A Furless cat. Furless cat. <laughs> and she tried to breastfeed the damn cat. Oh, good Lord. So... That's all we know about this incident. I don't I don't know if she was charged or anything. Fox thirty five news has reached out to Delta Airlines for comment. Can you can give us any additional data on the hairless cat incident?
3: I believe they're called a Sphinx.
4: <laughs> a sphinx?
1: Why does that crack me up? I don't know why that cracks me up. God, the joke is hanging in my head, and I just absolutely can't say it. I really, now, that would be wrong if I said the thing that's in my head, and I'm not going to. I'll tell you guys off air. So anyway, I this woman obviously has some emotional difficulties.
3: Imagine how the cat feels.
1: Cat's like hungry, hungry.
3: (laughs) Hungry, kind of like a hot water bottle.
1: Couldn't just give me some tender vittles, huh? (laughs) You gotta whip that thing out. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
2: How old was she?
1: The hairless cat or the uh, chick with the boob? (laughs) Chick with.
2: I would say at one point you wouldn't have been able to decipher between her and the cat.
1: What? <laughs> what? I don't understand that.
3: Think about what he just said.
1: I don't know if I want to.
3: <laughs> I don't want to, but there it is.
1: <laughs> I got a new name for the species of cat, but I'll tell you off fair. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five.
3: <laughs> the stupidest thing. Where did you find this?
1: Trey had prepped it. Okay, oh, I was God. cruising face puke during the show, and it came up. An old friend of mine, a news, uh, fr- a old partner of mine I used to work with, had posted it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, it can't be real. And <laughs> Trey's like, got it, got it, right here. Got it, got it right up. Got a package on it. <laughs> <laughs> And, and, and then it's been radio it's been broadcast history ever since there hasn't it?
2: God, careless oh cat package
1: this careless cat package God, help us, um, hey, let me and the cat. what'd you say?
2: Don't help they... us, and the cat.
1: Let's take a little break.
2: No,
3: let's take a really long break. <laughs>
1: Please talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. Welcome back to the show. How are you? The phone lines are open, 210 <laughs> um, 599 Well, you know, in Chicago, in Chicago public schools, you know, when they're not dodging bullets, uh, they're requiring all schools in the Chicago public school system to... Uh, adopt new gender-neutral bathroom signage. The initiative, which, and this is from the Fox News story, the initiative, which CPS is referring to as a big step uh, forward, a big step forward for gender equity. There's two words that I am so sick of hearing. Both of them were in that statement, gender and equity. Requires the school to display language outside of restrooms informing students whether they are male or female that they may use the restroom that aligns with their gender identity. <laughs> We're requiring all schools to adopt new signage to make our restrooms more inclusive. This is a tweet from from the, uh, from, the uh, uh, from the from the school district, and it's for the staff as well. So, uh, if if you uh, good God, wait you know so I guess if it's the staff right, uh, Kristen, a fully grown man could then walk into a female bathroom where a minor is going to the bathroom, and the dude could be in there.
2: Well, if they want to make it inclusive, why do they even have stalls and toilets? Yeah. Just make it a big tile floor with a drain in the middle. Just
1: drain in the middle. You just let it go, man. That'll be a big step towards uh, gender equity right there.
2: You might have to take some big steps on your way out.
1: Yeah, or you'll slide into that crap. If you're a liberal idiot and you're listening to this show because you're just a deeply unhappy person and insecure about your own ideas, can you call me up and explain to me why you guys are so freaking obsessed with people peeing? Can you please help me to understand why people going to the bathroom and where they do it is so freaking important to you cuz i'd like to know bathrooms used to be a pretty 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 basic thing you know your, your 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 plumbing sort of determines which one you use it's it's biology i know you're the party of science okay but you're you're not that on this particular topic and it's frankly it's a little icky to me now i'm not even taking it to the realm of what happened in virginia in Loudoun County, Virginia, where this dude put a dress on, went into a girl's bathroom and raped some young lady in a in a high school bathroom, the school board covered it up, didn't report it to the cops, sent his ass to another school where he did the same damn thing. We're not going to well, we'll just talk about it on the on on the on your level on your simplistic one dimensional level, okay, gender equity in bathrooms. Why are bathrooms so important to you? Why? I want to know. I'm curious. I want you to help me understand why I should feel good about all gender restrooms. Okay, I want you to. I want you to help me understand. And maybe I'm. Maybe there's something I'm missing here. Maybe I'm just not seeing it. Maybe you could enlighten me as to way, why I have to be this concerned about equity in regards to people taking a leak. And I, I really want to know. You know, I am really curious as to why this subject is so freaking important to you. Help me. Help me. Help me to understand. Come on, man. You can do it. 2105995555. Because this gender stuff is is really stupid. Okay? It this gender crap and this ge- just tacking on the word equity to everything doesn't make it smart, okay? It doesn't. it In fact, it makes it more jive than if you didn't have the word equity, equity there to begin with. Equity, equity, my ass. Okay, that didn't sound right, but you know what I mean. God, if 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 you got if you got a uh, uh, you, you got one, you use the men's bathroom. If you ain't got one, <laughs> you use the girls' bathroom. Okay, there's your gender equity according to Sean. You know, as Trey says, look freaking down. Look down, okay? That, that determines which freaking bathroom you use. Okay? <laughs> are we are we really in the, in the, in the year 2021, okay, we've actually gotten to the point where, you know, concerns about discrimination involve people pooping, right? I mean, that's really where we are. That's it's really what it is. It's the bathrooms, man. Okay, where do you take a crab? That's that's that determines whether you're being discriminated against or not. We the poople. We the poople. Power to the poop. You know what I mean? What is with you people? You know, I seriously, what is with you people with bathrooms and tampons? Okay, that those two things. Haven't have we haven't we heard about menstruation equity too? Just men menstruate too? You no, know, the dudes I hang out with do, at least as far as I know. You know, I mean, why, why is this icky crap so important to you people? Seriously. You got nothing else going on. You're not feeding uh, the homeless or the hungry, not raising money for the needy, maybe, not, you know, working on you know, human trafficking or something like that, or just sending money to poor people. No, it's all about... P equity. It's all about, you know, where people go to the bathroom. That's what concerns you. That's your big, you know, that's your crusade. That's your cause. And, and if so, what's wrong with you? 210 599 5555. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. San Antonio's News Traffic and Weather Station News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. We're back. News Talk 550 KTSAFM 1071. I'm Sean. Hi. How are you? The phone lines are open 210 599 5555. So, in the last segment, we established that liberals are really kind of icky because they're just obsessed with people going to the bathroom. They're also obsessed. Okay, this is your side of things. This is who you guys are. All right. You're not only obsessed with dudes being able to, you know, take a whiz bang there in a uh, in a girl's bathroom, <laughs> but you're also obsessed with making sure that little kids have access to to pedophilia and porn. Falls Church, Virginia. Parents gathered outside the Fairfax County School Board meeting uh, yesterday screaming and yelling about uh, some books in the Fairfield County Public School system in the, in the libraries. You mean terrorists? Yeah, right. Domestic terrorists, right? They're evil. They're horrible people. Um, because they've discovered some books in the school libraries. One's called Lawn Boy, Instead a boy uh, reminiscing about explicit experiences he had at ten. Another one's called Gender Queer, a memoir which actually includes photographs of sex acts between a boy and a man. Um, (laughs) It's your side of things. That's who you guys are. This is your your side of the table, man. Uh, Another book, uh, Desperate Blue. A couple of books, All Boys Aren't Blue, and another one called Decelerate Blue. That's what it's called. The first book includes a description of a 13-year-old boy being sodomized by his 18-year-old cousin. And the other book includes obscene pictures of sex acts. This is who you guys are. This is your side of things. Bathrooms and little boys being raped by their cousins. And I just want to know, what's wrong with you? What is freaking wrong with you? Because I, I, I know the idea is to normalize stuff, I, I, I guess. But, man, you people are freaking gross. Now, cert- now first and foremost, before you say anything, anybody who allows this crap to be in a public school library uh, should be arrested for a crime, because it, w- it would be a crime for me to hand a book like that to a minor. Right? God, here's uh Steve, Steve, how you doing?
5: Oh, I'll tell you, Sean. They they keep doing this stuff because nobody is being arrested. Right. But I want I want Democrats that they, they are they are disgusting, deranged, deviant, perverted, despicable people. They are. And, they, and and I want to tell you, and I will tie this in. I promise you that you I know you know the movie Tombstone, and in the movie Tombstone, the opening scene where where the cowboys come upon the, the wedding and You're they right. kill everybody in the wedding and, and and they and they even kill the priest the, the priest right. the wedding priest and then they drag the bride back right. into the church to supposedly presumably rape her. Right. And one of the cowboys, who are the bad guys, he sees all this in McMasters. He sees it all and you see the look in his face. And somewhere later in the movie, because he sees the evil, he sees the criminality, he sees the awfulness of it. And he and he realizes, man, I'm I'm on the wrong side here. Right. And he decides to leave the Cowboys knowing that they're probably gonna kill him, which they do in the end. Right. But he leaves the Cowboys and joins the ERPs. And it is disturbing that so many Democrat voters, so many Democrat supporters, the Democrat faithful, continue to see this stuff. To see the evil, to see the death, the destruction, the chaos that that the Democrat Party puts forth on this country and the world, but yet they stay on that team yeah. and continue to support those candidates.
1: That's uh, you're right. You're absolutely right. I mean, I, I don't understand it. I I don't get it's
5: it. It's 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 inexplicable. It's not understandable unless deep within their soul, which I gotta believe some of these people. Are good people, but maybe not. Maybe somewhere deep within their souls, they are as evil as the Democrat Party is today.
1: Well, they're messed up people, man. Why else would
5: you continue to support them? Why else would you stay with the Cowboys when you see every day and hear every day what they're doing?
1: What horrible people they are. Right. Hey, Steve. Always a pleasure, man. Thank you so much. Yes, sir. Have a great weekend. He's absolutely right. This is your side of things, man. This is. This, you all got the same letter at the end of your names, man. Democrat. And, you know, again, I kind of keep saying, what the hell is freaking wrong with you? <laughs> Photographs of pedophilia in public school libraries? Now, that book just didn't, ma- those books didn't magically appear there. Yeah, they had to have a committee, it had, and not one, just one person decided they should be in there, right? So you had multiple individuals, and God knows how many other schools this, where this is going on. You have multiple indiv- individuals with college degrees, because they have to shove that down your throat every time they can. And they think this stuff is great. They think this is positive. Ooh. Y'all need some help, man. <laughs> Y'all need some, some stinking help. Something wrong with you. 210 uh, 599 Take a little break. Got some uh, news and weather and traffic and all that stuff coming up on News Talk 550 KTSA.
6: My plan I'm announcing today pulls no punches in the fight against COVID-19. and It's a plan that I think should unite us.
1: Sean Rima, 9 till 11, News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. That crazy old fart is actually speaking live right now about the uh, jobs report. Uh, can we t- take a listen to that for a second? If, if it's possible. Does it really? Our vaccine
3: mandates, our vaccine mandates, hope you back to jobs. Are you going to talk to Putin soon, Mr. President? Did you talk to
6: Putin this morning, Mr. President?
3: No.
1: Okay, well that's that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, didn't really dig many questions there. Just kind of shuffled off.
3: Uh, what? Was, what? But in watching the live feed, the Christmas trees behind the president—outstanding, <laughs> beautiful trees—standing <laughs> uh, more firmly than he is actually. Well, they probably. Lo- they looked very nice. Actually,
1: they looked nice. Whoever
3: decorated those trees did a did a fair <laughs> job, did they a really job. Did a good job. A wonderful job. Uh, I'm not being sarcastic either,
1: <laughs> see if we can find any images of the trees. Yeah, they're beautiful. Uh two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty-five. Uh we were talking about what pieces of crap liberals are. Uh here's Charles. Charles here on Newstalk five fifty KTSA. What are you thinking?
0: Well, I've I've got two comments and I wanted to see if you heard about this other story, but let me get on the first thing. Those people, you you're you're right. Those people that have those books in the thing, the ones who approved that. And even the guy who wrote it, hmm. think about it this way, you know it, that's that's uh, that's uh, that's uh, homosexuality at a depraved at a at a depraved level, and I ask myself if they really truly believe that children should see this, then maybe we ought to grab the that guy and put him in the prison system and say, "Hey, here you go right. why don't you have a nice a nice time here in the prison <laughs> system. They'll love do you what you what you wrote out They'll right' They'll bring you'll, be kids kids you'll be
1: very popular you'll be very popular, man.
0: Exactly. Uh, and and the other thing I was going to tell you, did you see that piece on Brian Stelzer? I don't know if you know who he is. He's a yeah. CNN commentator. Yeah. He I don't know if you saw it, that he said that uh, they did studies and they did all these other things for the midterms. And he's telling and this is him saying this. I never believed it. But, you know, he said that the Democrats are going to t- it's a bloodbath. It's going to be a bloodbath. Right. And he said they hated Trump. They hated the man because he was like, oh, I guess the same way you hate Alec Baldwin and everybody else does too. You know, nobody liked the man, but they did not uh, disapprove of his policies. Right. His policies were great, and so basically he said. But now he goes, they they seen the alternative, which is Joe Biden, and now they're they're thinking right. that you know Orange Man is not so bad. You know, right. the other thing I wanted to point out to you is that. I think the only reason Stephanopoulos uh, gave uh, Baldwin, you know, the light of day is because they need somebody to put it fresh in their mind, you know, because he imitated the president. I don't know why, but I just get that feeling.
1: All right. Know? Well, let me, I appreciate the call, man. Let me, I'm going to riff on that Baldwin thing here uh, for a minute. <clears throat> Here's why I think George Stephanopoulos and ABC did it. Ratings. They wanted ratings. They figured Alec Baldwin is such a big freaking star – that uh, they wanted to uh, capitalize. Think about this. They wanted to capitalize on this shooting of this woman who lost her life. And because uh, their ratings are kind of sucking too, uh, along with uh, all the, the other three networks and CNN and MSNBC. So they wanted numbers. I got nothing against numbers. But when you try to capitalize on a situation where a person lost their life, just because the guy who did it is famous. Okay, you're an absolute freaking mollusk. You really are. And uh so that's why that's why they did it. That's why uh Stephanopoulos did it, that's why uh ABC did it. Uh Alec Baldwin did it because he's an a-hole. He's just a complete jackass. Uh and and I cannot believe I mean, he's even during I didn't watch the interview. I I I don't have a lot of self respect, but I got just enough. That I didn't want to put myself through it. I wasn't interested in it. I knew it would be noxious, and it was. And plus, you know, frankly, I do not want to give uh, give ABC the uh, the time. I'm uh, I'm not usually that guy. You know, I don't really. I don't. I'm not really into that whole. Well, am I going to want? Am not going to watch this at all? Because I don't want them them to get the numbers on me. But as far as that one, no, I actually didn't want them to get the numbers from me, the viewership. And so I kind of looked at the highlights, and man, it was all about him, man. It was all about him. He practically blamed uh, the woman he shot, the cinematographer, for her own death. Uh, he blamed the assistant director. He, he blamed the armorer. He blamed the, 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 uh, the, uh, the gun. was. He, they said it was cold. Uh, and and the whole thing was about him. It was, I'm gonna I'm, this is a great line, so I'm gonna say it again. Okay, if there was any doubt that Alec Baldwin is a jackass, he swept that away last night. He proved, uh, right, Chris, with no with no doubt whatsoever that he is a horrible freaking human being. The crying part was very obviously, you know, he was acting. He was acting. And, uh, you know, and then, you know, started talking about how he didn't know if he was going to keep working. Uh, You know, he has a film he's supposed to start shooting in a few weeks. And I called him up and asked him, uh, you know, do you still want me to do this? You know what I mean? And that silly Alec Baldwin voice of his. Well, that's because he's already been fired. Probably. And he wants to be able to say, well, I quit. Well, I quit. I I didn't want to uh, sully the production with this. Unfair controversy about how I'm not responsible for shooting that girl.
2: I came to that decision once I realized that they had already fired me.
1: And basically what they said is, Alec, coffee is for closers. What a nimrod. He is, man. I'm a Don Morgan. I I don't believe he wanted to shoot anybody. (laughs) I don't think there was any intentionality here. But my God, is he a piece of crap or what? It's like, uh, you know, Helena Hutchins didn't freaking exist. It's, it's, it's like her family hasn't been shattered. You know, I mean, if he'd have, if he'd have gone on TV and said something remotely human about her losing her life and her son losing his mom and her husband losing his wife, but there was none of that. Yeesh. What a freaking lizard that guy is. And then afterward to make it even worse, okay, afterwards, to make it even freaking worse, as if it couldn't get worse, right, uh, he and his wife are tweeting each other love notes afterwards. Trey pointed this out on Warren and he's right. This is something they could have done with texts to each other that didn't have to be public. They did this publicly, where she's tweeting about how, you know, <laughs> you know, we'll get through this. And so he tweets back, now listen to this, no matter what happens to me, no matter what I suffer, if I win or lose, if I win or lose, anything, anything, no one can take away from me the joy and love you have given me, Hilaria. Now imagine being, you know, Helena Helena Hutchins' family and friends and having to listen to this crap. The world is choked with fumes of hate, but you have given me a reason to live. Our life with our family is all I care about, nothing else. I owe that to you. Alec, it's painfully obvious you care about nothing else. Because there's a family out there that is freaking destroyed, and apparently you couldn't care less about them. But your family's doing fine. That I'm I'm so happy for you, dude. So happy, you know, you got your wife. <laughs> so happy your kids have their mom. Good on you, Alec. You're a class act buddy. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Here's John. John, how are you?
4: I'm doing well, thank you, Sean. Hey, Sean, nobody really watched that episode. I mean that thing last night with Alec Baldwin. I think, it, but I think for ABC to try to run something like that as some real credible news just shows how out of touch the media elite oh, yeah. are with the average person.
1: I wonder what the numbers are. I, I, they haven't put out the numbers yet, but I bet they were pretty bad. I bet so. Because just the idea of it was nauseating.
4: You know what I mean? It was. It was, it was. It was just nobody with any sense would look at it. I mean, it's just, right. it, 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 yeah, yeah, that's what it is, what it is.
1: Uh, and Don and I appreciate the call, man. Don Morgan pointed this out, and he's absolutely right. How about, how about an interview with the family of uh, of uh, the cinematographer? That would have been compelling, uh, w- uh, compelling interview. Yeah, hear what they have to say about things. Are they going to get equal time? Uh, you know, uh, probably not, because they're not. She's not famous like he is. She's in the industry, uh, but she's not. Uh, you know, she's not Alec Baldwin. Ugh. Anyway, 210 599 5555, Take a break and then we'll come back and uh, tell me what you're thinking. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. Hi, this is Trey Ware. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year from all of us here at News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah! <laughs> New Stock 550 KTSA FM 107. Once 20 minutes after 10. You got to lighten it up a bit, man. You got to lighten things up a bit around here. Got to lighten it up a bit. Well, we can talk about the breastfeed, the woman breastfeeding the cat again. Uh, I was hoping Rudy J. would come by from ESPN and we could talk about that. You guys got any plans for the weekend? You guys doing anything for the weekend? Chris and Don, Don and Chris, you got anybody out there listening? You got any plans for the weekend? What are you going to do
3: this weekend? You going to do anything this weekend? I won't be thinking about Alec Baldwin or (laughs) women breastfeeding cats on airplanes, that's for sure. I think it's possible
1: that you will think about women breastfeeding their their hairless cats on on airplanes more than you'll think about Alec Baldwin. Like, I think that could cross your mind. Perhaps. But not Alec Baldwin.
3: Gonna try really hard not to let that happen, though.
1: Yeah. Wait, so, you got anything going? On? Are you going to that Sammy Hagar thing tomorrow?
3: I think I'm. I'm hoping that we right. will see how that works out. He's at the Aztec tomorrow night, right. so that'll be a lot of fun. He's a great performer. Yeah. You know, Aztec is a wonderful venue. Aztec so, is a great theater. Yeah,
1: it is. I'm not a huge fan, so I don't. I'm not. You know, I'm not, I don't know if that I would be interested in going. But Chris, are you gonna go? You gonna? You gonna? You going You gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna nope. go? Chris, you got plans for the weekend? Because I'm out of material, this is all I got for the next 35 minutes.
3: Who would you go see? Who would who would it take to draw you out of the house? It's got to be somebody I really want to see. You would have to walk a couple of blocks from the parking lot to the to the theater, then possibly right. stand in line. You too. I would go see. Right. That's about it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Willie, if I if I could go see Willie again, I'd, I'd do that. That's right. you know, I know I'd always do that.
3: Yeah, I don't know. I'm always up for a good show. I, you know, somebody whose music I've enjoyed, you know, right. I'll I'll go check them out.
1: I gotta re- I gotta really like who they are right. you know, to want to go to a concert, yeah. wherever it is.
3: You know, I I a few years back, um I I took I went with my wife to see Garth Brooks, right, who I've never really been a fan of. Right. Um I wasn't too sure what to but I kept hearing for years, oh great show, great show. I'm like, okay, yeah, but you know, I don't really like much of his many of his songs, if, if any of them really, and right, you know, he kind of annoys me you know <laughs> and, um but my wife thought thinks he's great right so we 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 got a second mortgage on the house and went to the show <laughs> <laughs> nah, it wasn't that bad right um we went to the show, and I ended up having a really good time that's a I remember when you yeah, saw it yeah it was really good, it was a great show, wow. you know we had a lot of great charisma right. you know the the crowd was enthusiastic and right. Um, in spite of what I thought about the, the, the music he was performing, which didn't do a whole lot for me, to watch the impact it had on people. Oh, who, I'm sure. You know, who grew up listening to him. Right. And it brought back memories and, and the emotional reaction that it had. That was well, well worth the price of admission.
1: He is a hell of a showman. I mean, I'll give I'll him that. Give, yeah. I'm not a huge fan of the music. Either. There's a few yeah. songs I like, but uh, he's a hell of a showman. Right. I just hate in all his pictures how he has to do that pouty lip thing. You know, that gets a little old. There, Garth, you're you're in your fifties now, dude.
3: Well, you know, to me, it's the co- the constant look of bewilderment whenever somebody <laughs> applauds for him. <laughs> You know, he stops and he looks around. I can't believe I'm here. Dude, you've been doing this for 35 right, years. Right, right. Believe it. Get used to it. You've got a huge ranch that takes up half of the planet. <laughs> You're doing
1: fine. If I could see any, I, I just thought about, you said you two, but you, you know, honestly, if there was somebody I wanted to see more than anybody else, it would be Elton John. Yeah. I, I now I that know, I think yeah. about it. Because I've seen you two like three right, or four well, times. He's
3: going to be here next year. Are you going to go? <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, they got
3: the second mortgage on your house. I
1: mean, if te- if tickets magically fall into my hand, I'll go. <laughs> I, I don't think, because uh, they've already gone on sale, haven't they? I, mean, yeah. I, I right. doubt there's any left. I'm sure. Because I'd love to see him.
3: You should go. Nah,
1: I, I'll, maybe we can work it out. We'll see. Yeah.
3: If you, I, he, what, it's it's going to be what one of you, those instances where if you don't go, you're going to regret right, later. Right, because yeah. this is the last tour. He's not going to do, it, do it anymore. That's what he says.
1: Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. What would you? Because I, I am kind of sick of talking about the news at this point at ten thirty on a Friday, because a lot of it's pretty grim. Uh What would you say uh is the the best? And you too, Chris. What would you say is? And, and you two, you people out there listening on the radio. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. The best concert you've ever seen. What would you say is the best concert you've? Because you've seen a lot more than I. Have. What would you say
3: is the best concert you ever saw? Uh, the the one that was the best spectacle was probably Kiss a while back. Uh-huh. Uh, really, of all the shows you've yeah, seen, of all the shows. I thought that was the one that had the most going on. Right, um, had a lot of good energy going on. But my personal favorite was when I saw Bob Seger a while back. Wow! And then I because so so, you, you, you're, yeah, yeah, you're a big fan, he's my ultimate favorite. And then I saw the Cars back in '84. Right. Uh, oh wow! In Hartford, uh, opening for them, Wang Chung, by the way. And, <laughs> Wang Chung, but that way I enjoyed that show as well. Right, so. uh, I, I'd have to say
1: I have too. Uh, well, obviously Willie Nelson at the Majestic Theater with Kinky Freeman, because I got to sit on the bus and then watch from backstage, which was amazing, mm-hmm. and it was a great show. I mean, yeah. he was still you singing pretty you know, good.
3: Willie, I've seen him before as well. It was a great time. Yeah,
1: he, he's very charismatic. Yeah, um, but actually, the cool—I think the greatest concert I've ever seen. Because I'm a huge fan of them as well, it would have to be Simon and Garfunkel. Yeah. Simon and Garfunkel, and I had really cool radio guy see, so I'm, I'm, you know, right down there, center stage. Well, the music's so powerful. Well, I love Paul Simon as a, as a songwriter. Very and poetic. I, and the fact that that I got to see Simon and Garfunkel together.
3: Yeah.
1: Uh, this was in the, uh, around well, 2007, 2008, something like yeah. that, or 2006. And, uh, it was a great show, and they brought out their heroes, the Everly Brothers. Oh, tremendous. So it That'd was both Simon and Carfunkel and the, the Everly, Everly Brothers. Brothers.
3: Can't get much better than that.
1: No, I mean, it, yeah. that was probably the best, and I've seen some pretty good shows, but that was my favorite. You know,
3: I have also, I've seen Rick Springfield a handful of times. Oh, I've seen him, yeah. Yeah, and, uh, I've, because here's the thing. He puts on a great show, but who goes to see Rick Springfield right. in concert? The ladies. The ladies. <laughs>
1: Yeah, <laughs> so, they love old Rick, know, man. He's a good-looking dude. Dude's in his 70s. Yeah. He's still looking good. Yeah. Chris, what about you? You got a favorite concert that you can, that you want to share with us?
2: I'd have to say it's probably um, the Summer Sanitarium Tour 2000. The what? Summer Sanitarium Tour. What's that now? It was Metallica, Kid Rock, Corn. Oh, wow. Uh, oh, System of a Down, pretty Power loaded. Man
1: 5000. Metallica and Kid Rock sold me. I mean, that would be a great show. Yep. But it was
2: at Texas Stadium, you know, where... The Cowboys used to play. Right. You know? But there was a, a, another element to it in that uh, some genius with the complex decided to leave the Cowboys seat cushions on the seats. <laughs> oh, no. So the entire show, those
1: were just flying all over the place. <laughs> <it. laughs> <laughs> you mean people were throwing stuff at a rock and roll concert?
3: People went to a heavy rock show and started throwing furniture. That's Come on. Shocking. Man. I'm surprised. Must have been something in the water, though. Must day. have been. Yeah, something in the air. Let's take one quick
4: call
1: here. Here's Mac. How are you doing, Mac?
4: Hey, how y'all doing? Pretty good, man. A good a good concert. I saw and this is something a little different. I saw a video of the Police on their reunion tour. uh uh-huh. Somewhere in the Orient. And man, you talk about all I can say is people that paid to see them got their money's worth.
1: And it was a video.
4: It it was a video. It was on uh I forgot exactly where I saw it, but man, it was good and uh they were in good form, and uh, Stuart Copeland on the drums. I lost five pounds just watching him. <laughs> He's a machine.
1: So they were live, but it was on video.
4: Yeah, it was. Uh, wow, it was a video of a show that they had done in the Orient somewhere. Right. and People in the in the audience were dressed up like in suits and stuff. Wow. Mm-hmm. And, and there were the police, but they—it it was just—it was a good, energetic show, and I, I mean, that's—it shows what when real musicians get together, wow. what they yeah. can put out. Right. And it—it it, it was really good.
1: Well, thanks for the call, man. man Appreciated. Yeah, I saw a
3: sting, I Saw a Sting about 2013. Did you on the solo show?
1: I it saw him. Wonderful. I saw him in Three Penny Opera.
3: Oh, playing Mac the
1: Knife. In DC. That's amazing. He was horrible. Really? <laughs> what why was this that was so wrong with him? Well, because he doesn't have a theatrical voice. No. You know, and right. so, I mean, he, he acted the part well. Right. But, you know, because he's kind of a sly, shyster kind of a dude. Mm-hmm. Oh, the shark bites. You know, that thing. Yeah. But he his voice is not nearly strong Didn't enough in over. a theatrical yeah. way. That makes sense. To to hold the, to, to play the role.
3: Because he has such a unique voice. He does. The songs that he writes for himself are perfect for him. Oh, they I are. Exactly. So but watching just, him try
1: to do yeah, that makes sense. a musical like that just didn't quite work. Anyway, uh, 210-599-5585. It's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA. And we're back. Newstalk 550 KTSA. <laughs> Just kind of screwing around on a, uh, <laughs> on, a uh, on a on a Friday uh, morning as so we head into the weekend. Mark D. Van Kevin Robbins will be coming up at eleven. They can talk some serious news and stuff, and I might hit a couple of news stories before, before we roll out of here. But it just sort of came up on the air talking about our favorite concerts that we've been to, the best concerts. My friend Jen messaged me. She said, "Let's see, Metallica with the San Francisco Symphony Orchestra." you two at Madison Square Garden and number three Chris Cornell God now that's somebody I wish I would have seen that's a guy I wish I sound gardener by himself audio slave I wish I would have seen freaking Chris Cornell man uh we got full lines here's Larry Larry how you doing hey how you doing Sean pretty good man what are you thinking
6: Hey, so 1996, I was fortunate to get some tickets to see ACDC in Aberdeen, Scotland.
1: Oh, my God. Wow. I
6: was was stationed in Scotland at the time, so some friends and I, we got some tickets, but it was floor seating, so there was no assigned seating, and I was like, oh, man, this is going to be a problem. So we got there early. It was up at one of the Royal Air Force bases, and it was in an airplane hangar.
1: <laughs> oh, so you man. You got
6: there early. You walk in, and there's just people just mingling around, drinking beers, and you can see the stage and stuff. And so we got a beer, and I walked right up to the front center. We all did, and we just stood there like little kids, man, just waiting.
1: Oh, man.
6: And they had a local band who played about three songs as fast as they could play them, and then it was it was the Ball Breaker Tour. And then at – and. Brian Johnson is from Aberdeen, so right. it was like there was only about 3,000 people, I would guess, that were there and had fitness hangar, and they played
1: for over three hours. Oh, man. I bet that was cool. And
6: I was like, man, this is crazy. <laughs> and midway through, you know, Angus is doing a solo, and they had a big video screen behind him, and you could see all the band members just back up and let Angus do his thing, and then he disappeared. And you could see on the video... He, it's him going outside, he gets in a van, and then the van is driving him around and he literally went around to the back and he came in through the back and they had a little lift, like one of those little construction lifts, and he got up there so the people in the back could watch. Oh wow. And they lifted him up above the crowd and he finished this solo back there. Oh wow. Awesome.
1: That's amazing, I- man. That's great concert. I- Thank you so. Much.
6: Hear thing for about a week afterwards, but it was great.
1: Oh man, thank you. That sounded, and I appreciate the call. Sometimes those concerts you don't expect to see that sort of come along your way, you know, are the, are the best ones. Here's Esteban. Esteban, how you doing?
7: My big brag concert is I got to see Blind Melon. I didn't enjoy it, but you had Midnight Oil. Oh wow! Midnight Flowers opening for Midnight Oil. Blind Melon opening for Neil Young. Pink Floyd Division of Bell tour playing. The Texas Stadium was cool. But the best concerts I saw were Steve Miller playing Dallas, his homestand. Oh, wow. Steve Miller was was like that cool older brother everybody had. (laughs) He gave a good show. It was fun. And one of the classic lines after one of the shows was he said, take care of yourself, take care of your neighbor, and take care of your hangover. (laughs) And that was classic Steve. You know, they, they were just fun concerts. Right. And uh, Midnight, when Midnight Oil did, they probably had one of the most famous gas because they didn't realize how far the Pantex plant was from Dallas. <laughs> and so Peter Garrett goes, goes in to put down that weapon, not realizing the Pantex plant is over by Amarillo. Right. And says, yeah, we're surrounded by a bunch of nuclear waste, not realizing how far it was away. But Hot house Flowers opening for Midnight Oil, that was a great combination. Right. And it was Booker T. And the M.G.'s back in Neil Young, which was
1: Booker cool. T. and the M.G.'s, That's that's where my those uh, that's where the theme song for this show comes from. Yep. Hip Hugger. Oh wow! I gotta go. ask some, Thank you so much, man. Those are some great concerts. I can tell you real quickly the worst concert I ever saw. You, or, you, you want to hear the worst concert I ever saw? Depeche Mode, in like 1986 or 87, 86. Why was it so bad? It's four dudes with keyboards. <laughs> there was, there
3: was, it was just a, I, I, I was. Did you like the music? With the did you like I mean, the or... Sorta.
1: I mean, I wasn't a yeah. huge fan. My girlfriend at that time was a huge fan.
3: It's always the girlfriend.
1: So, and so we went, and it's you know because I mean, it's all com- digitalized. I guess or computer they did back then. Right. And it was just you know I just it was bored out of my mind.
3: Yeah. <laughs> so there. I think the funniest thing I've ever seen at one was. Uh... I saw Alan Jackson years ago. Right. And on the in the behind the stage, they had all these different. You know, they have like these video displays going on on these screens right. in the back. Well, at one point, he's singing this song called "Where I Come From," mm-hmm. and he has on the back of the stage on the screen showing all these scenes from around the area, different bars and right. Like, somebody had gone out and taken pictures earlier in the day. And sure. So you know everybody's applauding. Yay, hey, the Sea Dog! We all go there and get drunk. You know, one of those deals. Well, there's one thing you don't want to do in Bangor, Maine, and that is admit to having anything to do with the New York Yankees. <laughs> this is Red Sox country.
7: Right. Well, up on,
3: the, up on the screen behind him pops up this New York Yankees logo, and 10,000 people just started booing. <laughs> <laughs> and he kind of stops singing and looks over his shoulder to see what's going on behind stage. Wow. Like, oh man, you should you have called ahead. Yep. You should have asked somebody about that. Yep. Probably would have been a good idea. Cracked me up. I'm, I'm a Yankees fan, so I thought it was great. Right. The one guy cheering was me. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah. Let's uh, take one more. Here's
1: Jay. Jay, how you doing?
0: I'm doing good. Uh, the best concert I saw here in San Antonio uh, was Jeff tull Oh, wow. Uh, and that was the concert that everybody thought it was going to be very, very boring. But it wasn't. Ian Anderson really, really went to town. Oh, did he? And he brought the house down. He really did. The huh. other concert, I'm, I'm glad that I saw him because I got a feeling one of these days, God's going to call them home, the original stoner, Cheech and Chong. It wasn't really a concert. Oh, wow. Was,
1: you uh, saw I, Cheech and Chong?
0: Yes, here in San Antonio. About eight ten years ago, they came to San Antonio. Oh, uh, nice. And oh, so that's I, badass. And so I was really glad that I got to see them.
1: Well also, sure. I wanted
0: to let you know, uh, uh, everybody's inviting you places uh, uh, this weekend, but uh, I know where you're going to be on Sunday. You're going to be watching the Nine Kittens of Christmas, the spinoff of Nine Lives of Christmas on the Hallmark
1: calendar. Oh, God. My wife <laughs> loves it with, with, with Brandon Ruth, who played Superman in that one movie. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, they played but... the sequel last weekend, and we watched it. Oh really? Yeah, I've already yeah. been through I've already been there, done that, man. Thank <laughs> oh, god. All right. Thanks for the call, brother. Thank you. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. A uh, Hallmark movie with cats. We're pretty cat heavy on this show today actually. 210 599 It's uh Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. Hi. Quarter Moon Plumbing, Heat, and AC presents Wrapping with Jack now through December 10th. All of our sponsors are drop-off locations, so do what you can. Help us out with gifts for needy families here in town. A complete list of the stuff we're looking for. Is at ktsa.com. You can also donate cash online or shop the Amazon gift list brought to you in part by River City Oral Surgery, Copenhagen Contemporary Furniture, and the Institute for Functional Health. Rapping with Jack, man. It ain't Christmas without rapping with Jack. Uh, we're just screwing off and talking about our favorite concerts <laughs> on a Friday uh that way we don't have to talk anymore about alec baldwin and uh we can try to get the image of the woman breastfeeding a hairless cat out of our minds don morgan never did answer my question if he likes hairless cats but i i I don't know you like him with the uh, well i'm just you're a cat you're a cat guy like i'm a cat guy now he's all ashamed again he thinks i mean something else i'm talking about would you ever would you want a hairless cat would you want one
3: you're referring to the Sphinx that we... The Sphinx. <laughs> That's what they're called, right? Sphinxes? Right. Yeah. No. I would not own a Sphinx. I have a nephew that has one. He loves it. His wife he loves, loves the it. The hairless cat. The, yeah. kid, the kids love the Sphinx. Mm-hmm. Uncle Don's not a big fan.
1: Now, Chris, you're allergic to the fur. So if, they ha- if you had a hairless cat... The dander. The, the dander, dander. Right. Watch your mouth. Now, if you... <laughs> It's a family show, so would you would you be okay with a, with a hairless cat? Would you well, be loving on a hairless cat?
2: The, the allergies is the one thing that keeps me from owning them. But yeah, if you had a hairless cat, you'd still have to look at it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Hairless cats are weird-looking, aren't they? Yeah, they are. They sure are. <laughs> okay. What's even, what's even weirder
3: is if you're sitting there in a pair of shorts and they rub up against your leg. <laughs> you <know. laughs>
1: yeah, I can see that being yeah. a little awkward.
3: So it's a little...
1: A little weird. A little, a little unnerving, weird. yeah. You it no made band. me a
3: tad uncomfortable for a moment.
1: When a hairless cat rubs up against her leg, you get a... It's a, a sphinx. A sphinx. You get a yeah. tad uncomfortable. Um... Uh, <laughs> There's so many ways I could take this, and I'm just not going to... I'm
3: sure you could, and we'd prefer if you didn't. Eric, how are you doing? <laughs> Eric.
8: Hello. Hey. Hey. i am hey. taking calls on concerts, yeah. Yeah, your
3: favorite concert.
1: Um, What's the best concert you've uh, ever seen?
8: Probably about a year or two before he died. Majestic Theater, Seventh Row Center, Stevie Ray Vaughan. Oh, wow. Amazing, yeah. Oh, no crap. Word, I don't use this word very often, but it was... Mesmerizing.
1: That's, wow! He guitar.
8: He was playing guitar like most people just walk. I mean, that's how easy he makes it <sighs> look. And you I
1: mean, had great man. seats too, huh?
8: You ride center. Probably, I think it was either fifth or sixth row. It was real close center, so I got to see it. Just mesmerizing.
4: Oh man!
8: Yeah, Steve Raybone. And I hate his politics, but any Bruce Springsteen three and a half hour long.
1: Concert. Wow. Well, that's a lucky thing, but, man.
8: Yeah, yeah. So, anyway, yeah, I, I still remember that show, and it still blows everybody away. And uh, of course, like I said, Springsteen, but his politics suck. But he puts on fantastic shows. Also, i never
1: never—I'm not a huge fan of his music, though. I've never something about it doesn't really turn me on. His his singing sounds weird to me, and but, yeah, he, but he did no, a good show, sure, huh?
8: Then. Yeah, yeah, excellent. But those are my favorite. Okay, very anyways, good. Anyways, Thanks, man. Care. Have a good
1: weekend. You Have too. Bye bye. Um, <laughs> Matt, how are you? Hey, how's it going, Rima? Pretty good, man. What do you? What's your favorite concert?
0: Well, uh, I got to speak on behalf of my brother. Uh, He—he's a real square. He had never been to a rock show in his entire life. He's right. like forty-two, never been to a show. He's coming out of Walmart buying light bulbs or something, and uh, boom, Def Leppard is there. <laughs> Def Leppard? Yeah. Th- this happened. This happened a number of years ago. I want to say a day
2: ninety-nine, I think. Like... What yeah, Def Leppard yeah. was where? <laughs> Walmart.
4: Uh, they, Walmart.
0: They, 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 they they played three songs their their <laughs> uh, their 18 wheeler like a like a transformer turned into a concert show with explosions and stuff oh and he's wow got his little bag in his hand and he
1: turns and he's like huh. "Chris was you so, Chris he, you were there?" Oh yeah. They <laughs> played three songs at Walmart. Where's which Walmart? The days of the Walmart parking lot. Are line. you serious?
5: Yeah. With, with,
1: yeah. Uh, <laughs> and that's the only sh- concert He's ever been to <laughs> Well if it's gonna That's the yeah, end It's a pretty good show man I got her run it dude Thank you thank uh, you. So how, did people know It was gonna happen or I did
2: Because It just so happened A friend of mine you When know, I went to high school She was big into the 80s And her favorite band Was Def Leppard Right And her birthday Was on that day So I said Hey you wanna go out And so It just happened You know Hey let's go to Walmart I'll buy you that Def Leppard CD It's new today <laughs> Oh, and look, were, there's a concert. There. Oh, I pretended like I had no idea. But. You
1: pretended like you didn't know to surprise her?
2: Yeah, and then afterwards they did a signing. It's always been like we got the CD signed for her.
1: Did she give you a kiss after that?
2: Yeah, a kiss.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think Don Morgan just, I mean, if you only knew, Don Morgan just did. Um, yeah, I'm sure he got some affection after that. <laughs> I'm sure he did. <laughs> okay well that's going to be the show all of a sudden he likes Def Leppard that's right <laughs> now take your hairless cat and get out of here uh, thank you Chris thanks to our executive producer Elaine Rodriguez Todd Morgan, my good brother Trey Wears spread the love, don't be a jerk, bye